It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poor. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have beer. And if you let that whiskey ring. The Odd Drunk Podcast! Welcome to the Odd Drunk Podcast. <laughs> the drunkest show in the world. Da, 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 da. Back in full swing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be awkward like the last one. <laughs> it probably will be. I think we're in our awkward era now. Yeah, I, I, I don't that's know. Fine. That's fine. I don't know. It's... Uh... Well, we well we just we just recorded a different podcast. Yeah, we just banged out an episode. So, so we're warmed ago. Up. So yeah, we're warmed up. But I also feel like <laughs> I don't feel like we're starting a podcast. Beginning right, we're just right continuing now. our conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, listening. I mean, listen to Morning Oddities, uh, our short form podcast. If uh, that's what you would like. But if you want the super long, drawn out uh, mumbling, uh, here you go. Yes. Anyways, we are bringing back album reviews once again. Yeah. I, uh, like, for... I like doing album reviews. It's fun on our side. And hopefully you listeners go check out the albums. See what we're talking about. Yes. I've lightly contemplated, oh, maybe we can get away with playing just a bit of music but nope not gonna not no <laughs> no i am not it's, gonna uh, risk it and also just listen to the albums go buy yeah. the album or go put on your copy yeah whatever you listen to vinyl streaming also i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to risk risk it no i don't want to uh, get copyrighted oh uh, whiskey reel that those guys um they put in clips. Sometimes. I'm sure we could get away with it, uh, but I also, as a music, you know, as a musician, I want to give the artist a respect and be like, just listen just, to the actual go, album, listen to a copy, go on a Spotify, pay for or, it, or go buy an album. Try <laughs> not going on Spotify. Have you seen where, um, uh, during the Spotify Wrapped, um, when that was coming out last year, Weird Al, he 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 made a tweet on you know cursed x now i guess that's what it's called but uh yeah or maybe it was his insta either way he was like yeah with all the all my spotify listens i was able to get a really nice sandwich <laughs> i currently <laughs> have spotify but the only reason i do listen to spotify yeah. is because uh last I mean, not... month they had a deal for they were like resubscribe to spotify and you'll get three months for 10 bucks Nice. No ads. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And they did add audiobooks to premium. Oh, nice. I've been listening. Uh, Andy Circus has been reading me the Cimmerillion. Ooh, I love the Andy Circus uh, uh, Tolkien stuff. The Hobbit. Oh, it's Let's, great stuff because he does the Gollum voice. He does voices, you know. Yeah, I I listened to. I, I took a road trip up to Denver, uh, a couple years nice. ago, a couple summers Getting ago. Slopes. And um, and listen to the Hobbit, and it was just about the right 
length uh time driving there and then back to get the whole of the hobbit in oh so you read the hobbit nice yeah <laughs> red <laughs> red <laughs> honestly uh i do enjoy cracking up a book but in this day and age and with how busy things can be i audiobooks don't are nice. i don't read as much as i should i try to because i've if I've been reading it's a lot, stimulating. I am in a better mental like state. Right. Just taking but, that downtime to just do nothing but read. Yeah. Uh, but I get I get really distracted. But more by often than not video games and yeah. A lot of times <laughs> I'll just fall asleep to audiobooks and then it will go through multiple chapters and I'm like, oh crap, which one was I on? Right. Well, I I, I uh you know, my, my job, the uh, new job I've been working, uh, I get an hour long lunch break and I was nice. considering I should just bring, I should bring a book with me and use that hour lunch break. You're going to bring get, your switch to, instead to get my reading in. I've never, I've never, I bring my switch instead. I've never liked taking my switch out. I don't often, I only take it on road trips, honestly. Yeah. If like I know I'm going to be I gone a while. But yeah, if I'm but all the time. It's just I feel weird it, sitting out in public. It's a little a scary. Game. I don't feel weird about it. I, I could really not care, but I, the I I I can be clumsy sometimes and would would right. not dare want to drop the thing, <laughs> even if it was in its carrying case. I don't yeah. know. I like it just being safe at home in its port, and then I can look at it, and then I can grab it, and then I can start playing it, and yeah. then I can play Red Dead on the couch. Yeah, I, I I I usually like play it at home. Although I will say, um, but now you have a steam you have a Steam Deck. So. Yeah, uh, and the same thing with the Steam Deck. It's like I I don't. Has really that made the Switch like irrelevant um, to you? No, no, I still play the Switch all the time. Um, I I think we've mm -hmm. talked about. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or just, um, I because well, you can't play Nintendo on PC unless you. Yeah, well, it, but... also. I know you disagree a little bit with me on this. I like the feel of the Switch too. I like, like how light it, it is compared it's to super other lightweight. Systems. Yeah, it feels as convenient as the Steam Deck it's too is. Too thin for me. The Switch seems for, even more convenient for um, long play sessions, especially FPS games. Oh yeah, I, I mean, don't know, like long long it, play sessions. But I'm talking like picking it up and playing it for 45 minutes if you're playing a 2d scroller or indie games it, yeah. yeah it's great like um, playing so Metroid Dread, there's can... plenty of games that i prefer to play on the switch um the assassin's creed games the ones that they've ported to the switch black flag and brotherhood oh, yeah. and those those ones um they're great on the switch i yeah. recently got a third party controller i've shown you it's translucent has uh -huh. LEDs. pretty cool yeah. hall effect joysticks all that jazz cool, Tr yeah, back trigger yeah. buttons all that stuff <laughs> and it feels like it kind of feels like an xbox gamepad in the hand adds a bit more heft to it but i i love the thing and uh it's made i've been playing a little bit of modern doom as well as old doom mm -hmm. i like we've discussed before i have doom on every peripheral that's possible so, you know? Yeah, I have it currently. I, 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 I currently have Doom 1 and 2 installed on my laptop, my Steam Deck. Right. Because um, and my Switch. Sometimes sometimes so I'll like, play Doom 
just when I'm like, if I'm waiting, if I'm waiting for you to join the Zoom, I'll just play a little Doom for a little bit. Yeah. You know, or uh, or if I'm waiting for another game to install, play some Doom. And and I mostly I'll mostly play it on my laptop because that's where I have GZ Doom. But well, yeah, that's the best experience. That's how I have it installed there. But if my Switch is sitting there, I'm playing Doom on the Switch. And well, Doom you is can one of those play, games um... where like I don't feel like I have to pick up on my last save file. I'm perfectly no, happy just, start just up, starting a new game. Demons. Yeah, like. Uh, well, and you can play. There is some um, downloadable maps on the console version. So yeah, yeah, a bit Bethesda of that experience, a little has, taste. Has some of that sigil and uh, stuff. Sigil like two. Yeah, sig- sigil two is on there. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but the the switch, I still, I still like. I but I mean, I was talking to Caleb recently, and he was, he was saying like why he doesn't play his switch. It's hard on his eyes. And I was oh, like, yeah. to be fair, especially at OLED, I was a Game Boy kid growing up. Um, so the sm- I I am a sucker for handheld gaming, dude. Console. I think we. Yeah. Talk- I I don't know if we talked about it here. Maybe on morning oddities. I'm a sucker for an OLED screen. Just yeah. how bright and saturated the colors are. It just makes every oh, game even if awesome, a game yeah. even if a game isn't remastered, you could be playing an old game, but it just mm-hmm. brings so much life to it. Yeah. The and, OLED uh, is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they're downgrading and I know Nintendo downgrading the Switch to supposedly to L C D screen again. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you go back? Well, because they can release it again, the yeah. OLED version later down the line make more sales again mm-hmm. after the switch switch two's release or whatever they call it i know right. what you're doing nintendo you'll make yeah. the cheapest version first a higher end model um for people that already bought the original version have you uh i i mean i mean they uh, buy your system again it worked on me i uh i right. have owned over the years every model of the switch i've had yeah me too. I, Actually, I had, no. I haven't had the original. I, I had, had the Switch Lite and OLED, and I had the Switch Lite, and now I have the OLED. And I, I don't. I have actually the older really ones miss, anymore. I got the. I really miss my Switch Lite. The Switch Lite was cool. I, yeah. I honestly, I've been looking at uh, like uh, portable PCs, the Steam Deck, of course, which is probably mm-hmm. on go with because it's the easiest use. I have my Steam library on it. Yeah, it runs on Linux. So if yeah, you, you don't if have you were Game to buy, Pass or if whatever. you were to buy one of those devices now, I would say the OLED model of the Steam Deck. Right. Well, yeah, Hands I'm going to go with the OLED model. Um, but uh, but because I, I heard there's a lot say, of things that Valve I, didn't lit off, like didn't tell us about. Like there is fairly significant upgrades with memory, mm-hmm. with performance, with battery life. The was yeah, a big, battery a life is thing. a huge one. Uh, they undersell I mean, that from what I've heard. It's not that the Steam Deck has terrible battery life for what it is. Like, if you're yeah. to play it, you would be like, this doesn't have great battery life, but remember you're playing PlayStation 4 games. Portably. Well, I saw, of course I forgot it's not going to have who, great battery life. I forgot who reviewed it or whatever, but this guy did a performance review and battery life uh, comparison between Elden Ring on original Steam Deck Mm-hmm. running at max settings he said i'm gonna run both at max settings both at max settings well whatever the steam deck could actually run though you know yeah yeah and then um, uh the original steam deck 
got like an hour and 15 minutes on Elden Ring and he was just idle. He wasn't playing. His yeah, character sounds, was idle. Sounds about right. Yeah. The Steam Deck OLED ended up getting like two hours and 45 minutes. That's insane. Yeah. Max settings yeah. on Elden Ring. And and then and that's that's on Elden Ring. I mean, imagine my experience with Steam Deck is so I, when I play well, playing little indies, when I play Red Dead 2 play for hours on the Steam Deck, I get maybe an hour and a oh. half. Of battery life unlocked yeah. which is not a it's not a big deal because like i for me because like i said i don't bring it places so it's i can plug it in just and plug play it, it that way couch. or i'm also i mean sometimes i treat or the battery it. life as like it's time for me to take a little break um, right. <laughs> which is good but um on a game like i stardew valley you can get hours yeah you can play hours and hours and hours like I think I think FPS. I think I got like eight hours of battery life on that thing. Nice. <laughs> Started Valley. Well, um, especially that's but, another reason yeah. I'm definitely getting the OLED screen because all those pixelated games, all those indies, they just really shine on it. Yeah, OLED. yeah, yeah. I, really... The LCD screen on the the base Steam Deck is not bad. It's fine. It's fine. So like I'm not gonna upgrade mine, but uh, but yeah, if you don't, yeah, already like have if a I Steam already Deck had, and you want to buy one, get the OLED. What are you doing? Right. LCD. If I already had one, I might think about upgrading if I could sell it at a good price. Yeah. But I might. I'd probably not even go through that hassle if probably, I already had yeah, one. Yeah, it's just maybe not worth um, the hassle for me because I especially have. when Valve is selling the LCD version at a extremely low price, like three hundred bucks, two hundred fifty on I think the base yeah. sixty four gig version, which. Yeah, that's not worth it. Yeah, you can upgrade it, but if you don't want to mess with anything, I don't, would at least get don't get the sixty four gigabyte version, no matter what. Unless really? unless you want to actually rip open the Steam Deck and replace the SSD. And well, it's... I've heard about people even doing that with the one terabyte version. They're like, yeah. the terabytes enough. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like, so you can totally do on, that, man. but um, also just like, you know a lot of people have messed up their steam decks. Right. That. So like, I, you got to know what you're doing to do that. I um, plan on getting, if I do get it, I plan on getting the one terabyte version. So, so the re the reasoning is that, uh, the steam deck, I think they're, they've made it better, but especially at launch, this was a massive problem was like shader cache and stuff like that. Um, got built up in the memory of the S oh. of the SSD. Um, and you basically, it's recommended that you have at least like 75 gigabytes of free space on your SSD at all times because it's yeah, that's going, just for your shader cache. it's going yeah. to fill up with shader cache and memory and all that sort of crap over time. And it takes time for that to happen. But when you, if you have a 64 gigabyte SSD, even if you're running everything off of a one terabyte Gone. SD card, you're going to still run into memory problems. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Yeah, and they're phasing out that model. Anyways, let's We got stop. distracted there. It's all drug bodies. Yeah, we did a whole... We, go check our, the morning oddities. We just did a whole 10, video game. What, 10 minute rant there. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I thought we would avoid that uh, because we did morning oddities, but, you know. Yeah, well, I suppose I need to take a little drink now. Right? Thanks, Evan. Uh, speaking yeah. of drinks... Yes. On the only reoccurring segment of the show, because we've done stuff and then we forget about it. What are you drinking? Uh, I've got two things today. I've got some Guinness 
it's actually Guinness Zero. Oh yeah, the um, alcohol free one. Yeah, uh, I'm not drinking it because I'm trying to not drink at all tonight. It's just I had it in the fridge. It sounded good. So I'm drinking some of that. Um, and I also have some Old Forester, some bourbon. So. Oh, yeah. So you're definitely drinking. No, I'm definitely drinking. <laughs> I, I got a glass of whiskey, but um, but not everything I'm drinking has alcohol in it. Tonight. You can already see one of mine. Of course, oh, yeah. it's just kind of a standard. I made myself, um, <laughs> I made... Every once in a while, I'll, I'll, you know, I make dinner and then one of my reoccurring dinners I've been doing lately, not too often where it gets old, but every once in a while, get a couple ribeyes, mm. salt, pepper them, butter them up. I like it medium rare and um, get some potatoes, broccoli and a course banquet, just American. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Meal as American as you so can good. get. <laughs> right. That sounds so good. I got a, I got a cast iron skillet. Nice. For Christmas, and I am I am itching to try making a proper shepherd's pie in the cast iron. Oh, when you get it right, it's so good. Mm, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. The Coors classic. Shepherd's pie. Classic. And then I also have uh, I've had this brewery here before from Santan Brewing from Chandler. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Arizona. This one is the Baja Jack. So they have the Super Jack, the Juicy Jack. That's like their running uh, theme. Right. Um, and the Baja Jack, so this one is a salted lime lager. So it's much Ooh. like way long ago that one you showed me. The Real Lento from Four Noses? Yes. It's much yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm, that sounds awesome. And it's good. As soon as that, as soon as the Rio Lento is back in season, hmm. I will say it's not quite as good as the Old Foresters one, but it's close. The the, the what are the Four Noses? Four one. Noses. Sorry, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> why are you comparing it to to bourbon? That's a weird the bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this both, beer isn't as good as that whiskey. I mean both are like a like a grain base, right? Like. You're right. Anyways, okay. Enough Good comparison. <laughs> Let's get into the album reviews. So we have a really fun array of albums here. Uh, there's a a band that's showing up again, um, The Strokes. So let's yeah. let me tell yeah. you what albums I. This is probably the first reoccurring band in the album reviews. There's a couple others I've. I came close to. Yeah, I, I, think I was this is tempted first... to do. Yeah, so I so time we've we've done that on now. one of the first album reviews or the second one. I can't remember which. Uh, one of the early ones, I did the Strokes, uh, the new Abnormal, their most recent mm -hmm. album, the recent release, released in twenty twenty, and yeah, it's a big change in style. You know, there's a lot of. Uh, synth and keys in there, but it's an amazing album, beautiful album. Love it. But I decided uh, to go back to their debut album, Is This It? Because I've been just listening to the strokes and I remember my parents, especially my mom, this is a core memory of mine when I was like four or five, over and over, Is This It? Mm -hmm. <laughs> By the strokes. And um, 
and I, I may have discussed this before, I grew a disdain towards the Strokes just because I heard them so much <laughs> as, a, as a kid. But now I totally get it. But so, yeah, <laughs> um, if you want to, if you just want my quick summary, yeah, amazing album. It saved yeah. rock music. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if I had to describe uh, it uh, in one in one phrase, I would just say good vibes. Great vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. Yeah. Uh, um, and then my other album, uh, I like to try to pull something that a lot of people want to know, or something a little bit more obscure. Yeah, you and, really um, threw a curveball. <laughs> Yeah, well, I remember I was like, how weird do I go with this one? Yeah. Uh, and this one is from band Knower. So it's a duo uh, with Lewis Cole and Genevieve uh, Artardi. I don't know if I... Artardi? I don't know if I pronounced it right, but Genevieve. And those are the two main members, but they have a lot of people that come in to record with them. And... This is their most recent album. Came out last year of October. Nowhere forever. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been releasing since like 2011. And this is the first full album of theirs I've listened. I've listened to a lot of their other stuff. Seen their YouTube videos. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then um, actually what's funny, my first introduction Nowhere. I was playing uh, this game Clone Hero, which is basically Guitar Hero, but on PC, and yeah. you can download user-made songs and all this stuff. I played that. I was into that for a while, and then I was like, wait, I can just play my regular guitar again. <laughs> yeah. Not saying I can play Buckethead, but, you know, it's fun. I've been playing along the songs. I, I have a software I can plug my guitar in and play along and practice. And, and, uh -huh. you know, that's yeah. Kind of fun. Um, but 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 on clone hero i played a few of their songs i was like oh this is crazy complicated and nowhere i was like okay i'm gonna check them out and the first song i played from them i think was either pizza time or butts tits and money <laughs> uh from their which album was that from <laughs> i don't know the space yeah. album whatever one that one was uh, but then <laughs> I heard a couple of these new releases. I was like, this is cool shit. I saw the videos. And when we were planning to do album reviews again, I will admit to you, I had not listened to the whole album yeah. before that. So I was really throwing a curveball, not to just you, but myself, because I was like, yeah, there's a couple stuff, a couple songs here I really dig, but I would not want to put an album on album reviews that I actually don't enjoy, like front to back. Typically with album reviews, we do stuff that we like enjoy front to back, like yeah. no skip type albums. Right. Yeah. And I was pleasantly, uh, my friends I, went away because honestly, yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. It goes all over the place, but it is amazing stuff in there. Like really, seriously. Yeah. And it's, uh, I'm not saying it's like what I would listen to all the time, especially certain songs in particular, but there's stuff in there. I'm like, that's just good. That's just because a lot of it has humor to it and that's fun. And it's avant-garde. <laughs> and um, uh, if you check them out on YouTube, I, I, I was like, yeah, you got to check out the YouTube videos. I had check never live heard sessions. of them at all. 
Right. And I did not know what I was getting into when you well texted me. I heard and about said, them through a video game. So yeah, and you you texted me and said this is this is my album that I picked. So I pulled them up on Spotify, having no idea what to expect, and immediately I'm just like, what? The oh yeah, going into just a version. Is, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, but I I and, did it. Um, but yeah. they've been getting more recognition online, especially online. Uh. But they recently opened, they've been opening for bigger bands and they just opened for the Red Hot Chili Peppers not long ago. Wow. And they've been Hell growing yeah. some acclaim in Europe. And so it's only two permanent, permanent members. Like I said, Lewis and Genevieve, mm -hmm. uh, she's on vocals. Lewis is percussion, composing, keyboards, anything. Yeah. Crazy. Um and they have a ton of people that join them, a lot of reoccurring uh, players. Um, and if you go into their, if you start watching their YouTube videos, you, I'll, I'll talk about this more, but you have the slow realization that most of their stuff is recorded live. Yeah. And like a single take. Mm -hmm. How it's, many takes it took to get it right? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, there's overdubbing. There's some, there is, of course, going to be post-processing, mastering. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think the drums were mastered. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I love about it. I love the drums. Yeah. <laughs> Just how choppy and... In one of the uh, one of the videos, I, I noticed he had like a sheet of cardboard over the snare drum to get like that, yeah. that, that hollow sound from it. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, but yeah, I mean, hey, honestly, it's a band I'm into and like, I've been looking, uh, seeing what other people think and I've seen, you know, uh, comments online, people, uh, this one guy was like, I am, I'm an old get of like, oh, in my, uh, I'm nearing 70. I, I was in the Frank Zappa and everything when he was coming out, I was like, this is like, along the lines of what uh frank zappa was doing in the modern this age, is this you know, is that... um uh our generation's frank zappa in style yeah well the closest yeah. thing i would say i mean yeah. uh i don't know <laughs> i mean that's saying a lot but uh but yeah it's crazy stuff uh so yeah those are my two albums so yeah is this it that released um in 2001 so that's my old album our first is that our first 2000s album that's considered an old one yes you also uh, have one from the same era actually yeah yeah i think this is also our first album reviews where every single album came out um, century uh, right. yeah in this century yeah um, <laughs> yeah uh i also have so yeah and then nowhere forever yeah that came out in 2023 and Go ahead, introduce your albums. And yeah, spoiler so alert, I had a lot of fun with them. My first yeah. album is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Joe Strummer is one of my favorite musicians of all time, and I think this is his masterpiece. Uh, Clash. Uh, 2003, yeah. uh, Streetcore. Uh, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. Um, I mean, it's not like you have the tattoo or anything. Yeah, not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I have a tattoo. Uh, related to this album, it's a my, it's a great tattoo. My it's left one arm, of your best one. It's kind of it's kind of fun. It's it's a watercolor tattoo that's really hard to see in some lighting. So 
gets right. fun reactions yeah. from yeah. people. Um, but yeah, this is just, I mean, I think the first time I listened to this album was, was when I was in like middle school. Um, and, uh, it's, there's a whole, there's a whole story behind, uh, the album and some of the songs because Joe Strummer sadly passed away while they were still making the album. Um, yeah, it released after it posthumously. Mm -hmm. yeah so uh there's we'll we'll get into it but there's stuff like so, a couple of the track so most of the tracks are his first take on the vocals um and a wow. couple of the tracks um were put together by the mescaleros by his band um after he died and used like a combination of demo like takes. takes as well as um uh, one of them has uh, um, audio from he hosted a BBC. It was like a BBC radio show. I think so. I they they used about. that kind of like how the Doors released their when they they did the uh, uh, Jim Morrison's like poetry, like spoken word, and put music to it and stuff like that. They did kind of a similar thing on a couple of those tracks. Um, but it's just a great album. It's it's kind of Joe Strummer has some had some cool solo stuff, but some of it was kind of weird. <laughs> and, uh, this is yeah, kind of, I can't say I listened to his other solo stuff, but, um, yeah. from it, what I was reading, they were like, this was the first kind of more traditional kind of just rock album. Yeah. It was, a, know, it was kind like of considered back a, to the clash, a return to form and considering yeah. like that he passed while making the it's album, a, it's kind of just considered like, the old like it was his send-off um yeah uh rightly mine, so yeah great album um other the and the other album i picked uh is 2018 uh fight the good fight by the interrupters and this was kind of just of fun uh one. i've just been really into the interrupters and this is their most recent album um and it's a it's a solid banger um it's just fun ska punk there's a little bit of like anthem punk in there too definitely, yeah there was definitely like, like some green day type stuff in there yeah um uh, but in a good way yeah yeah also a quick little i guess honorable well not honorable just a mention green day's new album i actually gave it a real college tribe real chance actually some really good stuff in there mm -hmm. it's probably their best album since who knows how long, <laughs> but it's uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there, especially the second half of the album, Saviors, yeah. released this year. Actually, I uh, I I've not listened to the whole album, but I've heard a few songs, and uh, I don't hate what I heard. The singles they've been pushing are a, not a good representation of like the actual good songs in there. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, the B sides, but yeah, inter interrupters. There's not much to say about the background of it and why I picked it, other than. They're just a really fun, fun ska punk band. Well, the whole time I was listening to it and Rancid, I know uh, uh, Tim Armstrong has produced a lot of their stuff, um, but Rancid even uh, shows up in mm. one of the tracks. Yeah. Uh, but the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, especially on their really ska forward songs, I was mm. like, damn, this could have came out in like 94. 
you yeah. know, alongside with <laughs> out came the wolves and it would perfectly fit, you know, it, yeah, great stuff. I love it's, it. And Amy, Amy yeah. interrupt her. What's her really Amy Allen. Yeah. I, I she, love her vocal performances here. She's awesome. Yeah. Definitely she's, Joan Jett. Yeah. She, she's got like, uh, she's got which a apparently cool attitude to yeah. her vocals. Yeah. And apparently Joan Jett was an influence for her. And nice. you can definitely hear that, but she does her own thing. And yeah, I like her attitude. And I think that's the thing we're going to be talking about a lot tonight. Attitude in your vocals. Yeah. And how it can take something that it, it can just really change the whole vibe, right? Of, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Of a song, of a band. You got to have a good vocalist. And there's plenty of great vocalists out there but they don't have attitude or originality. Mm -hmm. And then there's worse vocalists, but since they have attitude and they have originality and they have chutzpah, um, they're actually more enjoyable than that's uh, that like, yeah, has... I like listening. That's always been Anthony Kiedis for me was, I don't think he's a good singer, but he's right. He knows how to vibe with the band. You know, he's got, well, the, yeah, he's got the attitude and usually it works. It's actually why, their album that came out a few years ago. I don't, I think we talked about it on the podcast when it came out. I didn't a couple like years ago. Um, I, I didn't like it. It yeah, was the first album the... with John Frusciante back on guitar. Um, and they've recently done like two other ones since yeah, then. And I haven't given those a shot, but that, that album was the first one with Frusciante back. And I didn't like it. And the main reason was because Anthony Kiedis didn't feel like he had that chutzpah. You know, he he didn't feel California. like he was yeah. <laughs> so so and then of course you just there was had a, a guy who wasn't songs. very good at singing. <laughs> right. It <laughs> so, felt like he was kind of phoning it in or just yeah. goofing around. But yeah, um, all the albums to uh that we have here today are I think good examples of some good attitude. Like well, every single each and, the album. Each and every vocalist uh, in this uh, discussion tonight, in these albums, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, just such a wide range of uh, styles here. And yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, prepping for this. I've been listening to it, you know, some at work. Uh, while I was at work, I'm transitioning to a new job. Yeah. So I just had some off time. I've uh, been listening to um, while I'm driving. Also, while I'm crafting in Enshrouded, uh, go listen to Morning Oddities. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear me talk about Enshrouded, uh, to cut the chase, it's a really cool fantasy survival craft game with some cool RPG elements. Yeah. Uh, it's an early access and worth the money. Anyways, I actually, this uh, earlier today, and I haven't done this prior to today. I So before this, I would just listen to the albums on their own mm -hmm. and take some time away from it and then go to another album Yeah, um, that we're prepping for. Well, this morning, I listened to all of them in a row. Nice. I was like, is there any kind of through line? And just like what we discussed earlier, I think with all these vocal performance and vocal attitude and chutzpah and your personality yeah plays in all, all four of these are albums i think that's a good way to describe it is they're albums where the personality of the artists 
really yeah well is and that's on display. <laughs> you want that right yeah but not um, all albums have that like you no know, and like, let's let's go into uh so the yeah, way we, we do this uh we always go in chronological order yeah. um and some most of the time it lines up where it's like we get each every other discussion or whatever yeah. every other album uh, this time is a little different but uh so going back to Is This It by The Strokes, re- released mm-hmm. July 30th in Australia. Wow, in Australia first. Hmm. I didn't know that. Um, but anyways, The Strokes debut album. I've heard plenty of these songs thousands of times probably yeah. in my life. <laughs> uh, my mom is addicted to The Strokes. I personally... Yeah, I re- I got back into the Strokes back in 2020 because I was I saw their new album, New Abnormal, coming out. Gave that a listen. Went back to their old stuff. Listened to a lot of um, First Impressions of the Earth. I I I came very close to doing that album, but then I was like their mm-hmm. debut album album. I I know last night. I know someday. I know like the big hits that you hear everywhere, especially when you look up the Strokes. But I never listened to the complete album. Well, I probably have without knowing it, without realizing it uh, when my mom was playing it when it came. So, but um, I, I never listened to the complete album before. It's the one Strokes album I skipped, their debut album, which is considered their best. Yeah. And that's sometimes I, I do. I'm like, I want to find the album I like. I don't want to just do what everyone else is doing, right? But but some um, sometimes though, it, it, it sometimes the, it an sense, album is right? popular for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> in this case, a hundred percent, I can easily say now this is still the best Strokes album. It yeah. doesn't overstate. It's welcome. Runs just over thirty minutes, thirty six minutes, and. Yeah. Each song, I mean, each song has its own character, its own flavor. I mean, I, I sometimes and... I dig long albums, but I think I usually like an album that knows when it's over, you know, is a good that's a good thing. Like, well, there's even been albums on here before that I think overstayed their welcome, you yeah. know, and I'm like, you know, maybe you could have left, especially the Red Hot Chili Peppers album. When mm-hmm. we discussed that, I was like, this could be much yeah. better if they left out a lot of these filler songs. Yeah. Um, but they treated it as, oh, John Frusciante's back, so we're going to do like 20 songs yeah. in yeah, an album. Was... <laughs> and you could have cut it down to a clean, you know, 10 or 12 and yeah. uh, just stuck to the good you know, Nothing. The good There's stuff. Albums <laughs> that have too much filler is just... Um... It ruins the whole flow. It, yeah. It, yeah, it, um, uh, makes it uh, feel the, more like a compilation. The newest Flogging Molly album from last year, maybe I think it was, um, felt like that. None of the songs were bad, and it had a few good ones, but there were a lot of like filler type songs. It felt like, and it just kind of turned me off from the album a little bit. But uh, but this this one though feels like one cohesive um yeah like album so you have the original lineup i 
I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's been the same lineup as far as I know. But Julian Casablanca is on vocals, which mm -hmm. we'll definitely talk about that. Nick Valencia on guitar, Albert Hammond Jr. on guitar, Nikolai Fratcher on bass. Oh no, they do have a different drummer now. Oh no, he's the same drummer, Fabrioso Moretti. But I think he's known as Pat. Um, what I love about this album, what I really dig about it, it definitely has new wave influence mm -hmm. and you know, uh, dance like electronica influence there's no synth or anything to be heard here it's all you know double guitars it's a full band setup yeah and it's all record it's another thing i really like about it so they're doing all this stuff that has a little bit of electronic influence new wave influence garage rock stuff mm -hmm. but it's all recorded like a classic rock band yeah or like a garage rock band and uh, that really adds to its uh, sonic qualities. Like it all feels real, and you know, you know the guitars, and there's great bass lines here. Pretty much in every song, pretty much great guitar work, and every song has great guitar work. There's something interesting being done, mm -hmm. whether one's doing yeah. rhythm or doing like single oh, notes, yeah. you know, just picking, and another one's doing like up high stuff. And then there's frenetic solos, but they never overstay their welcome. They never feel overplayed or uh, satirical, if that makes any sense. Like they're yeah, just like they're they're at no point does it solos seem like there's that, guitar just for the sake of having guitar. Right. The, it, it, everything has purpose here. Yeah. Yeah. Every note, every beat has purpose. And then to top it all off. Uh, we talked about it, talked about him before, but uh, Julian Casablanca's on vocals, mm -hmm. going back to that attitude and style. Uh, there's uh, a lot of songs here where he plays it off very ch chill, very casual, and then there's other ones where he's in your face, you know, the yeah, kind of yelling at you. Um, and then you have yeah, you have vocal distortion and you know some some lo-fi vocals in there, lo-fi. Uh, in fact, the uh, first song is this it, uh, the title track. Mm -hmm. Very lo-fi, chill song. Yeah. Has a cool uh, bass line and, uh, you know, just kind of pedals along. And, like, listening to that first track, you're like, if you knew nothing about the Strokes, if you knew nothing about this band, you'd be like, okay, um, cool. It's chill, right? Yeah. But then it... You know, there's so many surprises here. That's another thing I really love about it. Um, there's a few songs here that you think is going to go one way, then it just takes a hard right turn, you know, <laughs> yeah. and um, uh, completely changes the whole vibe. And then it makes its way back to the verse. Um, I think, uh, well, there's the longest song here, I believe, is barely. Barely Legal, which is one of my favorites. Uh -huh. And it's the mm -hmm. longest track at three minutes, 54 seconds. So even that's not that long. <laughs> um, especially compared to bands that were coming out at this time. You know, realize this. And yeah, and it's a, they're a New York City band. And apparently there was a track in the song that um, uh, they didn't release that because of 9-11. They thought it just felt a little too touchy. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, the U.S. version replaces New York. Yeah, New York City Cops, which uh, that that's a pretty good one as well. That's one of my favorites on the album. I thought that one was really good. So at the time, the U.S. replaced that uh, with a newly written track when it started, uh, due to the nine eleven attacks. Um, but during this age, and there's so once this came out, blew up right. Uh, it changed the rock scene in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, with all the copycats, eventually <laughs> uh, ruining, well, tiring out the sound. But there's only one band that does it like the Strokes, like the original. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a lot of good bands that came out from this movement, like the Arting Monkeys. You have a, I, I really dig Phantom Planet. Like they're very Strokes heavy, but they have their own yeah. style. Um, but yeah, you have a lot of bands that come from this dance mm -hmm. rock, kind of garage rock, post, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, bands like um, uh, Franz Ferdinand, who Franz Ferdinand, which were a little definitely distinguished Beck, but that was yeah, earlier. a little bit more dance rock with Franz I, Ferdinand. I would say but... like, yeah, I would say bands like uh, Beck led into this, mm -hmm. and um. And then obviously going back, you know, way early back to new wave stuff like the Talking Heads, Blondie, you know, the uh -huh. Smiths. There's a lot of that here. Lou um, Reed. Lou Reed, yeah, of course. But yeah. they make this their own thing. It is their own thing. There's nothing else that quite sounds like the Strokes. There's a lot of imitators. Um, but no one else, no other bands quite like it. And during an age of new metal, post-grunge, yeah. Some of the worst, some just the worst I stuff mean, you could think of. I mean, of. the very the late nineties was a pretty bad time. Well, early two thousands, and then you get a lot of uh, band. Uh, you can fight me, you know, like uh, Disturbed, Rise Against, you know, Three Doors Down, or whatever they're called, whatever the fuck they're called. You know, very overly produced. You yeah. know, uh mainstream rock or too macho or like you know that kind uh, of thing i would say the only new metal bands i i actually like and listen to would be system of down deftones especially white pony album uh, but um you know they're most of them <laughs> yeah just like grading on chalkboard for me um but yeah like i said saved rock music I would say, you know, brought back that new wave style, brought back style. Yeah. It's a stylish sound. And um love the cover. Uh you also have the alternate cover with the uh the the main yeah, the international cover of the the skinnily clad woman. Well, just her rear. But <laughs> um, but the US cover is this a uh, cool like art piece, you know it's pretty uh within like the all rock scene a pretty I iconic cover you know of, like the teals and the oranges and stuff um which is uh always which is cool um but going to some of the individual tracks here mm -hmm. so the ones i heard plenty of times um before listening to the full album last night someday yeah uh <laughs> soma a little bit hard to explain yeah and 
honestly, those are still all great songs, even yeah. though they're massively popular, huge singles. Yeah, you know, uh, someday and last overplayed. night. Maybe I've heard a little too many times, but still good songs, though. Like really good songs. Well, and then with last night, that intro is totally American Girl. Yeah, Tom Petty. Yeah, and they admitted that uh, they were paying like it was kind of like a an old jazz when they would play tribute to other songs in the medley. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I forget what the term was. Um, but it's a, just a fun little kind of nod to it. It's not just like ripping it off, but looking at last n- night, it is, um, looking at Spotify, it is their most played song at 570 million plays over Ooh. and, um, and then Reptilia someday. Um, and then, uh, a couple from first impressions of her and new abnormal, but mm-hmm. this first album though, if I was going to introduce anyone to Strokes, I'd be like, yeah, just check out their first album. And yeah. that's not always <laughs> the case with bands. Sometimes no. their first album either is underproduced or it's nothing like what they actually became relevant from or whatever. Like, yeah. uh, go listen. Like Pantera was a glam metal band first. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like nothing to do with uh, what yeah. we know them for. Yeah. <laughs> but um you know, I would say, yeah, just listen to the first album. Pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, is 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 this it? Kind of, it starts out chill. It's like just kind of introducing you to the band, to the sound, and um, and then it just kind of kicks it off. Uh, Soma takes it a little easy again. Barely legal has this huge left turn into the B section, into uh-huh. this uh, melody. I'm like, I did not see that coming. I've heard the song before, but I'm like, he- just yeah. hearing it in the album, just like, I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, last night, just a fun song, man. I mean, uh, and watch the music video on it, see the performances and like it. Yeah, I mean, the and just seeing all the guitar works, just, just really the whole cool album has this, this, and then I think cool. like, you mentioned before like uh like has all these influences but they play it like a garage band and that's the whole album has a feel of like you could imagine you're sitting there drinking a beer and listening to some guys play you know in the corner right you know uh and and i think that's well, yeah it's like all tangible you, you know you can hear all the guitars strumming like it, it just I, I yeah i love how it's recorded mm-hmm. um so here's some accolades uh, so apparently in 2003 it was ranked number seven and and enemies editorial staff list of 100 best albums number seven wow and 100 best albums and then in 2005 it was placed at number 100 and the greatest 100 greatest of albums of all time uh, for such a recent thing to actually be that ballsy enough to be like, yeah, we're going to put this in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then in 09, it um, was ranked ahead of, uh, it was ranked number two by Rolling Stone. I mean, who cares about Rolling Stone? Just behind Radiohead, Kid A. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then... Uh, we've talked about this before. It's also included in the thousand albums uh, to hear before you die. 
Uh, and then in 2019 on the Guardian, it was ranked second in the Guardian's uh, 100 best albums of the 21st century. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean rightly so. I mean, I would say assumption. Yeah, this is what kicked off and what made 2000s rock not just a. Well, there's some shitty there's wish the, version of nineties. I found, I found it, a line here thing. and they're you know talking about the influence of the album. Um, says the observer shares a similar view that concludes that a fine brood of heirs like the Libertines and Franz Ferdinand would not have existed and been successful if the Strokes had not reinvigorated Rock's obsession with having a good time. Right, I like I like that something I, you can dance to, something yeah. that. It's cool. It's stylish. It's not. I mean, a downer. It's not. I mean, political. It's just I, fun. I, you know, I saw an interview with the the singer from Franz Ferdinand a while back, and he talked about how kind of the inspiration of that band was this idea of that they would go to clubs and you'd have club music for people for to dance and have a good time. And then you'd go to a right. rock show and he realized that all the rock bands were just making music and playing music for other rock musicians. Cause it's a bunch of, and it would just be a bunch of guys standing in around, you know, standing in the room with their hands in their pockets. And he was like, let's make music that people can dance to yeah. and still be rock. And I, the strokes beat him to it. Um, and well, yeah, you want to have, and the strokes guys. are less, dance well, they, overall than Franz Ferdinand. Going but into their further albums, stuff, they get more dancey. They get experimental with electronics and, you know, synth stuff like that yeah. later on. Um, but this first one, and pretty much the same thing could be said for um, their second and third albums, just two guitars, bass, drums, and a singer, you mm -hmm. know. And, um but yeah, just great stuff. And I love uh, going back to vocal attitude and personality. So yeah, I like the distortion they put on uh, some of Casablanca's uh, vocal tracks. Um, but also, and I think it's one of the upper tier songs. I mean, they're all really, it's a no-skip album for sure. Yeah. But I would say uh, Take It or Leave It, the closing song, it has this intro that you think it's not going to go back to, but then it does for... Uh, for the chorus. Yeah. Or not not even a chorus, like the bridge. Uh -huh. Like um, and I love that. And I, I I yeah, I like his kind of raw attitude there. And then also last night does great stuff. Um, you know, with vocal attitude. Um and then which one was it? I don't know which one's my favorite. It's really hard to say. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard. Like I said, New York City Cops. I like that one a lot. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, barely legal. It was good. I mean, the whole album, just as a whole, is is great. And and I, I before this had also not listened to it all the way through. Um, I had heard a bunch of the songs, but 
never never actually sat down to listen to it. Um, no, yeah, same thing here. I've heard the singles and a couple other ones, um, and I've listened to other Strokes albums all the way through, but never the first one. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad. And honestly, I've been addicted to it. It's just been such a vibe, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, been taking the dog and walk and listening to the strokes, you know, <laughs> uh, pretty fun vibes. And, um, uh-uh. girlfriend's yelling at the cat. No, <laughs> my cat's been having a habit and not lately, but like basically forever where she yells at us, wakes us up at the crack of dawn at like five in the morning, which has what, helped me get ready for work. I must what say. cats will do. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's, it's I like cats. I like cats, but uh, there are certain behavioral habits <laughs> that cats sometimes have that I don't think well, I yeah, could it's live all with. about them, right? They're, yeah. they're assholes. Yeah, the dominoes, but I do like cats. Here. I do like cats. <laughs> um, yeah, going back to the strokes, I mean, damn, yeah, yep. just love the album. It's baseline, actually, the opening, yeah, uh, some of the baselines just really held everything together as well as this uh-huh. it. Uh, last night it seems simple, but there's uh deliberate pausing in the lines. Like mm-hmm. like I said earlier, everything everything here has a purpose and is just um is just put together in just such a stylish way. And yeah, and yeah, love, excellent closing yeah. track, excellent um. Yeah, like I said, no skip album and like uh, barely legal the way it ta- takes that uh, left turn into the, uh, the the chorus. It's great stuff. I love it when songs do that. Yeah, it's like it starts out <laughs> a certain way and then, oh, you have a whole new melody, a whole new sec B section. You know, uh, uh, often a lot, especially of rock music, like the chorus just sounds like. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I saw exactly where they were going there. Mm-hmm. But with the strokes, it takes you for a good surprise. And um, yeah, this is it. Would definitely recommend. Have nothing, no complaints to say about it. Like I said, it's, you know, I think to its benefit, it doesn't overstay its welcome, never gets tiring. Every song has its own uh, vibe. Uh, but it's, got that sonic through line like there's never a change i mean i'm sure they played on different guitars and whatever and i i don't know too much about like the production of it but at Uh least listening to it it all sounds like it was recorded with the same equipment same maybe not same session but same room and maybe you know and the same equipment uh same effects going on like a lot of just clean guitar, you know, and uh, a little bit of like, there's no over the top effects. Yeah. You get a little bit of gain here and there, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. It lets the guitars do the work, you know, it, and just the brilliant uh, uh, work they're doing there. 
it's just yeah i i i understand it now i know why my mom is playing it over and over because now i'm playing it over and over and um <laughs> like holy fuck man yeah and it's so funny i i uh, this is the first reoccurring band in album reviews and i did their most recent album now their first album Yeah. and comparing those two yeah drastically different Uh -huh. but you still have that through line of Julian Casablanca's on vocals and just his Yeah, attitude looking and style. back on um And you still, even a lot of the songs in a um, new abnormal still has that guitar work, Yeah, still looking has. back on New Abnormal, it's um yeah, different, but uh it's still the strokes. You know, it's still uh you can definitely see that through life in there. Because you don't want to be derivative. You don't want to just do the same, wear out the same thing over and over. Yeah. Like, why try to, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, the Strokes kind of started taking a dive in their later albums. It's like, yeah, but at least they're trying different stuff. Like, and um, I almost did this album in First Impressions of the Earth, which was still one of, still a great album. Uh, I wouldn't, necessarily it's a no skip album there's a couple songs i'm like yeah they could have maybe lifted up but um but they go a little bit harder there's some harder rock songs in there but still in the stroke style um like juice box on that record but you exactly that though you can still tell it's the strokes and you know it's still got all their style and chops that they bring to the table Yeah. Uh, and yeah, with this first album though, yeah, I have no complaints, nothing I think that should have been done differently or any tracks that should have been left out. I, it is just one of my favorite types of album where it's like, it's just a complete album and everything makes sense. And it's put together, you know, beautifully. Um, listen to this trivia, trivia. Yeah. So, inspired by Velvet Under... This is from Wikipedia. I'm not pretending. I'm just... This is off the top of my head. Inspired by Velvet Underground's production, direct approach of punk rock band of Ramones, uh, the miking scheme for the drum kit included only three microphones. One above it, one for the bass drum, and one in the corner studio. And you can definitely hear that. You know, it's Yeah. it's in your face. It's real. I've I've recorded You know, drums it's like not that overly before. produced. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> uh, we we've we've recorded it was We have, yeah. yeah. It's crafted to capture a compressed explosive sound. Um the two log so the transfer from the two loud guitars and the rumble the bass picked up by the drum kick mics was not eliminated. They Oh. did not take that out in post. Uh the guitars were recorded simply. Um uh, Hammond and Valenzi both use a Fender DeVille, which I have a Fender DeVille, great amp, Great amp, you know. yeah. Just a great <laughs> clean Real amp solid with reverb. amp, yeah. throw effects on it it works well with that um One of my favorite great tube amps. amp Uh, I still love so a Vox AC15 over that, but oh yeah well yeah <laughs> all the digital that's, stuff yeah. um but yeah Hammond Valenzi both used Fender DeVille amps on opposite sides of the room while Raphael positioned a mic on each so just mic amps mic drums I mean That's, that's why it sounds so tangible so real that's why I like it so that's I mean, one of the reasons I like it it's not yeah. overly produced like I said in this era 
post grunge era where okay let's do the grunge thing but let's not put any you know soul or art into it let's just yeah. make it a mass produced and 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 product. credit credit to um to the their the good job they did at mixing too because oh, yeah excellent um mixing. i've i've done recording like that where it's mic damps that sort of thing and getting the levels right is Dang. really difficult um and right. then and it makes it tempting to go the other way and to and to plug into the pa and do all that sort of stuff to get a cleaner sound because it makes mixing easier but then you get such a hollow sound sometimes hollow like sound so you the don't fact get the, that they were able to to record you don't get the natural a, like you don't yeah. get the natural acoustics you yeah. know you so know the fact that they're able to uh, record the way they did and got such a well mixed uh um sound too is also uh, impressive uh uh so the sound was directly fed into a preamp with no equalization while the rest of the strokes played to a click track, Casablanca sang through a small PB practice amp <laughs> to retain a sense of low fidelity on the album. And that definitely adds so much to it, adds to their sound. Yeah. And um, Raphael mixed as he went along to maintain control of the record until the final mastering stage. Producer aimed to show the strokes the final product as soon as the band finished performing a track. Wow. So much like another band uh, much like nowhere this was like recorded live i mean that's efficient there wow yeah. and that's why it sounds i love i love recording so stories visceral of, and... i love recording stories of people doing that one of my favorites uh is so um iggy pop's lust for life uh he with david bowie uh it off. Oh, it's not. It's just... Well, just turn it off. <laughs> I don't know. Just have to be <laughs> But yeah. But but yeah, uh, uh, "Lust for Life," Iggy Pop. Um, he along with David Bowie wrote and recorded that entire album in seven days. Wow. So just hearing stuff like that with the strokes where it's like aiming to have the be able to show them show off the final product um, by the time they were done recording uh, playing the track. That's that's cool. Well, yeah, I love that kind of stuff and it just adds so much more to it because you you can hear instantaneously when an album is overproduced, when it's mm -hmm. all digital, when it was recorded on Pro Tools and well, especially if they're lazy about it. Um, yeah. But like albums that are recorded in a real room all together. It's like, you know, raw, but it, a it well just has the energy and well planned raw. Thanks. Well, it's like it has that live energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. And listening to if you go watch their last night uh, music video. I'm kind of suspicious, and I think they filmed like their recording. I don't know <laughs> because it's a little too perfectly synced with the music, and wow, I, I think it was just the film filming of the recording. Yeah, uh, just maybe. that particular take. 
Um, and also, uh, I forgot to mention, so every track written by Julian Casablancas. There's no uh, co-writing here. There's no nice. covers, obviously. And um, yeah, it's all all the strokes. Yeah. Well, Anyways, let's move on. Um, next album, chronologically. Let's move on to Streetcore. Streetcore. Joe Strummer, 2003. For, so this is, uh, let's see, uh, October 21st, 2003. For context, because we talked about it earlier, um, Joe Strummer died in December 2002. So there's about an eight-month, uh, ten-month um, gap between when uh, Strummer passed away and this album came out. But this album is just kind of like, I don't know, kind of return to form it's kind of to me it's it feels like the clash but a lot more matured if that makes sense yeah uh sorry about that uh but uh no it definitely well there's like cool reggae stuff in here like uh get down moses yeah yeah um, and joe strummer i mean was very influenced by reggae and ska uh if you yeah. just listen to the clash even yeah they they do no this whole thing just feels like stuff it um, doesn't just it doesn't feel like a clash album yeah but it definitely feels like joe like, strummer like from the clash yeah you, you doing can, an album like you can it, listen to this after listening to the clash and tell it's the same guy it's he's just older he's more mature now that type of thing um, right the uh i think so it starts out uh and we're just going to get straight into the tracks i think a lot of the interesting stuff about this is related to specific tracks um but uh coma girl i think is a great Opening. just like great opener yeah just uh the the joe strummer by himself on a guitar electric guitar coming in and the band comes in um after the first verse yeah i love that um is just perfect opening it's one of those you can imagine him actually just standing there and yelling into a microphone right um, coming out on the stage yeah um and then i just i love it goes from that like a like a solid like driving like kind of rock song to get down moses kinda, yeah which is <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, immediately shows that, shows off a little bit. Damn. Like, this isn't just going to be a reggae influence, a regular, like straightforward rock album, you know. Um, and I love Get Down Moses. I um I earlier today I worked on adding more songs into our playlist. We have the Odd Drunk playlist. Nice. Uh, if you want to check that nice. on Spotify, it includes songs from every album we've ever reviewed and just put it on shuffle yeah 
at this point, I have like four or five different songs from each album, especially if they have a lot of good songs. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw them in there. I was trying yeah. to do like two a piece, but that's really hard, especially it's, when you get to no skip album. It's an over it's um, a it's an all over the place playlist. Oh, yeah. Hit shuffle on that. You might be getting <laughs> some rap, some metal, some punk. Yeah. You might some, get nowhere. I don't know when they're going to play. Elton John is in there. Elton John. And not <laughs> like stereotypical Elton John. Yeah. No, it's like folk album. So, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. It's a wide array. A lot of good but, stuff. But a lot of good stuff in there. Um, uh, so I want to talk Get Down about... Moses was one of the songs and oh, Coma nice. Girl. I added to the playlist along. I know it's a cover. I know it's Bob Marley, a uh, redemption yeah. song. Because damn, damn it, I don't know what was it's going on with me this morning. Cover. I was doing some crafting and surviving, and shrouded. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, I it got to redemption song, and it just started to bring a tear to my eye, just knowing that he passed away before this came out, and you know that. It's always kind of an emotional song, and this, then the fact I uh, this is a I, a, a crazy the fact that he listened to it with uh, Johnny Cash. He recorded yeah. with Johnny Cash. So there, there's and, a version. It's not on this album, but there's a version of Redemption song with a. It's a duet with Johnny Cash, and that's a really great version. Um, fun fact about when they both passed around the same time, it just uh -huh. hits even harder. Yeah. Uh, uh, fun fact about Redemption Song, this version of it. Um, uh, I, this is the first version of that song I ever heard. I oh, really? knew this version before I heard the original because I didn't listen to a lot of Bob Marley growing up. I knew, of course, it was Bob Marley, like it was his song. But uh, um, uh, speaking of Johnny Cash, Long Shadow. Um, yeah, wasn't that? written for Johnny it was cash. written it was written for johnny cash there's we don't know for sure but it's possible that 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 song wasn't even intended to be on the album and was included really possibly just because john uh joe strummer had done a take of it um to sh to show to well, johnny cash and since joe strummer passed they decided to put it on the album and let me just say, it's one of my favorite songs from the record because mm -hmm. it, it's folky and he sings in a, a much lower tone. And in fact, I was like, wait, is this Joe Strummer? Did he have mm -hmm. a guest vocalist here? But no, it's him. And um, it sounds like it, it reminds me of um, Tom Morello. He has, I forget what his folk act is called. Um it's like the Night Watchman or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, this kind of sounds like the Night Watchman. And um, because Tom Morello from Rage Against Machine, obviously, crazy guitar player, activist, all that. He, yeah, he has his solo stuff and he sings and very deep and low like that. Yeah. And he, uh... but anyways, it reminded me of that. And I was like, wow, that's Joe Strummer. And I was just like, wow, he, just what a wide range yeah of uh talent there yeah um arms aloft i think is one of my Love favorites on the album uh that one eddie vetter did a cover of 
Um, there's you can yeah. find a video online of him playing that one, but that one's just like kind of you, you have you know, Coma Girl is a good rock and start, and you have have a couple you know, it goes kind of winds down to Long Shadow and then comes back with arms aloft. And then you have Midnight Jam, which is kind of this drawn out, kind of going mm-hmm. back to a, like a reggae ish, um, yeah. So Midnight Jam style. and Burning Streets, I think, are the two. I think those are the two um, songs that included a lot of like demo tracks and just vocal, like okay. yeah, like just there's... audio recordings of Strummer that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's references to like London Calling and stuff in there. Yeah, well, um, so th- those I... those moments are from Strummer's uh, radio show live. Oh, okay. He had a radio show called I think it's was it London is Burning or something like that. London. Club. Oh, okay. Um. And uh, I also really enjoy Ramshackle Day Parade. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, um, it's. I remember listening to it years ago. At this point, kind of when we first met, and you told me about it, and I always liked the Clash, and listen to this album i was like how did i miss this how have i not heard this Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah great stuff i love uh the closer too uh uh, apparently it's a cover as well but yeah it's and just yeah knowing you know he passed away afterwards and that it's his last album yeah it kind of hits it hits hits hard like that yeah um, here's a fun, fun thing. So the video, they released two videos for one for Coma Girl and Redemption Song. Um, and the video for, uh, which, which one was it here? I think Coma Girl. Um, no, the video for his, for Redemption Song, uh, includes, uh, uh, Matt Dillon, Steve Buscemi, Jim uh, Jarmusch, Tim Armstrong, Lars Fredrickson, and some others as uh, cameos in the videos because Just Never was friends with all of them. In the Redemption Song video? Yeah, I think it's that one. Uh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. I swear. I've so that, that. That's, that's fun. Um, but no, and I Rick mean... Rubin, apparently Rick Rubin produced Redemption Song and Long Shadow. Yeah, and he he's produced all kinds of shit, but he also produced all of pretty much all of Johnny Cash's like last albums, his last works. Yeah, this is just one of those albums that I think it's it's a bummer that not more people seem to be aware of it. Right. Yeah. I mean. And it's technically his band, the Mescaleros. Yeah. Uh, Although sometimes if you look it up on different streaming services, it's it's under Joe Joe Strummer, Strummer, not Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros, which I don't know why. But but, uh, no, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, And uh, I think Um, more people need to know about it. Bruce Springsteen has covered Coma Girl. 
definitely seems like a Springsteen-ish, you know, yeah, <laughs> type song. Um, and, and that's not a disservice to, uh, even though I, I, even though I don't get it with Bruce Springsteen a lot, but a lot of people like. I like Springsteen, but I'm not like a crazy boss. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the E Street uh, Band is a music, really solid band, but all music wrote like Muddy Waters. His final albums were amongst the best in his catalog. Streetcore sends drummer into rock and roll heaven, a roaring, laughing, snarling lion. Calling the album truly the finest, most cohesive work he did after London Calling. Yeah, I would have. I would agree with that. I mean, right? Yeah. It's and and it's an album that it's it's not that it's unknown, but it's it doesn't pop up in playlists. If you go on Pandora and even put in the Clash Radio, Streetcore doesn't show up in there. Um, it doesn't get listed in yeah. in album lists and things like that. Um, I have the tattoo of the cover on my arm. Yeah. I have had, I got that tattoo seven years ago and i've had yeah. in, in seven years one person recognize who what that what that was otherwise it's just like a cool looking tattoo yeah which is fine fair enough but uh but, um considering joe strummer's thanks. legacy on rock and this was his going out with a bang i think i think more people need to know about it no, when when I first listened to it, I was absolutely hooked. I went weeks listening to it. Yeah. And then uh, for this album review, I was, you know, ex extremely happy that that was your uh, first album. I was like, oh, I already know this one. I like this one. Yeah. Uh, just just an excuse to talk about a, an album I like. <laughs> right. And that's kind of that's why I picked The Strokes, because I was like, yeah, I've done them before. Yeah, it's a bit derivative. Yeah, I could try. I could find anything else, but why would I find anything else? It's what I've been listening to. And a lot of times when we do these album reviews or when I'm like, hey, you want to do album reviews? Or you're like, and I'm sure you're thinking the same thing when you ask me about it. It's probably because yeah. we've been listening to something that we just want to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, we don't just say, okay, we got to do album reviews episode, pick out some albums. It usually comes from, oh, I've been listening to a particular band or something. I want to yeah. talk about them. Yeah. And, uh, or it's just an album I have listened to before that I really love. And love. Yeah. There's plenty of albums that I love that I will eventually show up on album reviews. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, streetcore moving on. Uh, just give me one moment. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, next album chronologically is Fight the Good Fight by the Interrupters 2018. Hell That's, yeah. Uh, June 29th, 2018. This is just the most recent album from a band that I've just been generally into. <laughs> and a band that you've definitely got me into. Yeah, they really they are a blast. They're just they're just good old. I think that's a good way good way good to describe old, this album. They're just good old ska punk for the most part. Like yeah. like you said earlier, there's some anthem punk stuff in here. Yeah, um, 
but it's all uh, again another no skip for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's uh, particular songs I really like. I have uh, I have like a uh, a seven hour long punk playlist that I've put together, and and I've got a bunch of their stuff included in there. Um, the I'm curious to see what you think. I want to know what your your highlights from this album were. Yeah, so she's kerosene. Yeah. I mean, that one could be ripped straight, like I said earlier, straight from the 90s. Just a, a straight up fun, cool uh, ska song. Uh, and there's a lot of them like that here. But some of my personal favorites do kind of lean more into some different styles like the anthem rock styles with a mm-hmm. uh, um, broken world mm-hmm. uh, that one i would definitely describe as more anthem punk right but it's yeah. still a great song uh, and then gave you everything that's also one that uh, gets away from the ska style but yeah i i really dig it i i like the melodies i like amy's performances and that's kind of one where she Let's go of the punk sound and kind of actually let's herself uh, do some melody and do some singing there, um, which I'm uh, not saying in, hold that in like the traditional for just a moment. I got, I got sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. But yeah, like like I said earlier, my standout track, she's kerosene. and that's that one's mm-hmm. just straight up just ska punk. Just that's feels the like first it. track from this album that I heard. Yeah, that's the big single out of this album. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, my... I I would... I mean, Gave You Everything, Broken World. I like Not Mm -hmm. Personal. I like uh, the uh, Room room of View, the closing track. Yeah, I thought thought the closing track is one of my favorites. That's like... The Rancid uh, got each other. Yeah. That's a fun one. That one one was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's one of... That's that's also one of my favorites. Um, I want to say it's like one of the best, but it's a lot of fun. It's just fun. I mean, I think that's this whole album. It's just a fun album. Yeah, and that's like, what it needs to be. Like, like and... these other albums on this on this list are like, you know, The Strokes is like important for rock history and stuff like that. And Joe Strubber, it gets emotional because you know it's off. Excellent off. Yeah. Um, this is just fun. <laughs> just having yeah. a good time. It is uh, a good time. It's a great time. It it just and uh, it I makes mean, me want to go listen to Rancid again. Yeah, you know, like uh, so wrong. The second track on the album that's one of my favorites as well. Um, and and again, I th- I think that through line that you uh mentioned. Oh yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, the the singer, she is just killer in this. I mean. The, the whole well, yeah, band and I, is good, I, but... I, I like it. I like her old style, and yeah, it's definitely a, a you know, like Joan Jett mm-hmm. style, but um, I also like it when she opens up a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. she she's But either way, when she's doing the straight up just punk stuff on the more punk forward ska songs, um, she's got the energy... 
you feel like she really gives into it and she really cares about this and she's having fun yeah. on these records. And, and in then, a genre that doesn't have a lot of female lead vocalists, um, she, I think, is a standout, just not just a, among female vocalists in Scott Punk, but just among in Scott Punk. I think she, I think she stands yeah. out, has more personality than a lot of uh, vocalists. Yeah. Um, in general, I mean, gave I, you everything. Yeah, that's where yeah. she opens up more, and yeah. I really dig that too. Like, apparently, they just had another album release not too long ago. Yeah, be interested to check that one out, kind of see what direction um, they go. What was let's see? Um, I think it's a uh, Let's let's see here. I, I forget what it was called. But I hope they still keep the blend of mostly ska punk forward with some different stuff thrown in there. But then again, if they just did an anthem punk album, I think they could nail it. But is that what we would want from them? It wanna be as fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it can still be fun, but ska's inherently fun. Let's see. And there's the definitely newest, some real big fish vibes. Most recent album, April 2023, uh, in the wild. In the wild, yeah, yeah. I'll so yeah, that yeah. One they do too. have a more recent album, but uh, yeah, just generally, just check out and the when, interrupters. When this did they is, get together? They're not that old of a band. They've. Um, Oh, I closed out the tab. I know Amy Allen, yeah, I know she's done uh they formed in 2011. A lot of solo work. 2011. I know yeah. she's done a lot of solo work. She's been around a while. Yeah. Uh she's done a lot of stuff with Sublime, Tim Armstrong, Billy Joe, Travis Barker even. Tomorello. She's mm -hmm. done a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. And it looks like I'll have to check out her solo stuff too. Yeah. She did the vocals with Sublime on with Rome. Uh, she did done a lot of stuff with Tim Armstrong and yeah it's no surprise that he appears here that he produces um, Amy's a guest appearance on the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones hell yeah she's done a lot of stuff yeah just a super fun album there's not a lot else to say about it I think other than go listen to it. Um, I right, think the, yeah, just I think the next it. album I mean, we're going to have more to say about. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, I would say so. <laughs> um, uh, again, though, you know, picking sometimes we pick albums for the album reviews that are ones that we 
like what really want to talk about and sometimes it's just it's just what i've been listening to right and this is this is a standout thing i've been listening to well yeah and i love it and i've been having a lot of fun with it i mean do you have anything else to add not really no i kind of want i'm kind of want to talk about the next the next one all right let's talk about nowhere um all caps <laughs> it's all caps so i guess i would have to yell at uh, my girlfriend is trying to get some sleep it's probably it's all, not a good idea it's all <laughs> been it's all been leading to this one yeah honestly this is all it's been for right now <laughs> but um so so a bit of the background so it's lewis cole and genevieve uh artati uh, both USC graduates, uh, jazz studies program in USC in 2009. Um, uh, and it's, it's fairly obvious. There's a lot of music theory here, a lot of jazz, a lot of crazy stuff here. It is, and it is at the same kind time, of this a, whole album is chaotic, but yeah. when you listen to it closely, you can tell there's a lot of musical knowledge. Going oh yeah, on behind it. yeah. <laughs> this like, isn't just like a, a meme or a joke. It's very band. deliberate. Like, this is legit. Yeah, very everything in this album and, is deliberate. And yeah, they uh, pretty much just self-produced, released their stuff on Bandcamp. Like this album for the first six months of its run was only on Bandcamp for like 10 bucks so that oh. uh, they can make money off of it and, uh, <laughs> and you know, pay their bills. And um, uh, some of their other stuff that I would definitely recommend uh, checking out, uh, go check out their, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, uh, yeah. Life and think thoughts. Um check out uh go just look, go on youtube check out overtime live sessions of that time traveler that's a lot of fun but mm -hmm. going to this album also uh so some of the members are a couple of the members are also in this other they created like their own music genre <laughs> i mean this kind of feels that way but even more so look up clown core see what that's all about oh yeah yeah i i've heard of clown core Two clowns, a guy with sax, gun, drums, and keys, recording like in a van or in a yeah, porta potty. They're it's really creepy weird. and scary. It's yeah. like I, I, a lot of a lot of the comments I see. It's like you know, smooth jazz implies rough jazz. Yeah, if you look up Clowncore, this is this is the best thing about it right here. Um, is comprised of two anonymous artists wearing clown masks, speculated to be Lewis, uh, Cole. <laughs> Lewis Sam Cole Kendall. and uh. Sam Gendel. Sam Gendel on the sax. Yeah. And so I love how appears... it's they're speculated to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, so that's why I was like, yeah, uh, definitely check out their live stuff, but I'm sorry for your recommend re recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, going to this album, their recent album, Nowhere Forever. So yeah, it was released on Bandcamp uh, and there's a physical LP. That's pretty awesome. Um, and then they released started re releasing the music videos slowly, and then they have it on Spotify now. This, from what I've heard from them, this is their biggest, most grand 
album they've ever done. Yeah. It's not just two people in a room. It's not this just is... five people in the room. It's they have a choir. They have an orchestra. They yeah, have a whole is... brass section. They have a choir in the front yard. Like seriously, look yeah. up the live videos. The, the live videos see. are amazing. I love it. It it's... reveals so much that this most of this album, yeah, there's some post-production stuff. There's some overdubbing, vocal overdubbing and stuff like that. But like 98% of this album was recorded in a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> At one and, point in one of the songs, I think it's I'm the President. It has this very cool jazz piano solo. And in the video, it has the guy. The guy runs downstairs. He's upstairs on with the other musicians like on the electric, on, on, on the, the electric keyboard, keyboard and yeah. then runs downstairs past uh the singer to and the then just acoustic does a... piano to play his solo and, and he does a fantastic <laughs> fantastic improv solo yeah. but i don't even think they bothered tuning the piano before. no yeah, <laughs> like yeah, not saying it tell, sounds yeah. bad but it's just was that just an improv thing you just ran down to it i mean they probably know. you know blocked it out uh, but uh, yeah, amazing stuff there. The basis, holy fuck! Yeah, that's... but also let's uh say Lewis Cole mm-hmm. on drums. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, he is basically the conductor of this whole shit. Yeah, playing the drums and playing just weird syncopated rhythms, the weirdest shit, and um, yeah, and changing time signatures like. And there's some really section. really cool it's... bass. <laughs> Like you, like you said, well, that's one of the first, one of the first things that like jumped out to me. I was listening to it on my headphones is like some of the, some of the bass lines. Sam Wilkes on on bass on most of the stuff, but they also have a mono neon. He's like an internet bass player. He's the guy, I don't know if you got to the video, but he's the guy that was wearing like the neon. Yeah. Yeah. And playing the bass upside down with the, but he didn't switch the strings. He plays the high strings on top. (laughs) Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then uh, Genevieve on vocals. I, I yeah, I wouldn't be nowhere without her. I don't think because mm-hmm. and she's been around a while. So apparently, she's like in her forties now. Um, which I never would have thought, but very like anime style. I know you said that recently. Um, yeah. and that's definitely there. But holy shit, on the songs where she actually gets to open up and really perform like there's strong vocals there and really strong vocal control even in the jokey songs like yeah she's trained like obviously like everybody here is majored in music theory or something i mean come on like (laughs) and um so going so yeah if you look up nowhere forever on youtube they have a few of the tracks from the album uh videos and they're all kind of recorded and like shitty quality fun a lot of fun editing in there and like memes thrown in and like stuff like that but if you actually if as a musician and as someone that's recorded shit when you come to the realization that wait yeah this was recorded in a house and that take like this is the take we're watching yeah, like, that's for in, sure. It's, it's insane. There's a bit of dubbing in there, but like besides that, and they even say, "Oh, here's the dubbing part," or you know, it's like yeah, uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, and the drum, like everything was obviously mastered, but like I said earlier, I don't think the drums were ever mastered. 
No. I think they were left as raw recording, <laughs> which definitely adds to the sound, the sonic qualities here. Um, that end box kind of drum sound, you know, like just literally in a hallway or in yeah. a room. Um, and then the, and like the guest appearances. Uh, and there is a song, there is one song here. I don't skip, but it's just a really weird one that I'm like, <laughs> I appreciate the musicianship and the theory that went into the, composing this, but I'm like, yeah, it, it's kind of just unwires my brain in a way that I don't. Yeah. It, it feels a little violating. <laughs> um, going to the track listing. What were some standout tracks for you? I'm curious. It's just like a virgin to know her. Uh, I'm the president. I think yeah, so. I'm the president is, is just a great, just funk brass section heavy. Yeah, bang. that's a that's a bang. It's fun, absolutely. And it, um, I, I even I, I saw someone say, "Oh, this feels like a something a cartoon villain would be jipping and jiving to," you know. Yeah. And um, there's some funny vocals there, and it, it it's probably one of the funnest ones here. Yeah. And maybe the most straightforward yeah i, I think like, it is the most straightforward yeah uh production well actually there's a couple other ones i would say that um i would even say are weird like do hot girls like chords just... yeah okay it was a pretty good one do hot girls like chords that just takes a huge left turn and it's yeah, like, it's like this... metal did like... you watch the video on that one i did yeah, yeah. it's like metal industrial metal jazz yeah. and um yeah the guitarist uh who is the guitarist here adam ratner or ratner um he, he has a and i i've used the same effect pedals he's using mm -hmm. and i play a jackson flying v so i'm like yeah that's real this was done in real life. He put the super octave pedal on, but that song do hot girls like chords, like, holy shit, the bass yeah. lines, the guitar lines, and yeah, then the syncopation, wild. like during that breakdown section, that must've taken forever to get right. Like, I don't care how talented you are to get the rhythm section. You don't and get that the right. Leads the first time. two of that. No. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and then her vocals there, it's very much like this kind of monotone, like electronic yeah. thing uh, with the verse. But then, it, uh, then of course, it opens up, and you know that's when the vocals kind of shine here in that song. And yeah, it just has this crazy breakdown, and then the guitarist goes in this jazzy solo, but it's like a ripping. It's played like a ripping solo, and um, yeah, that that's definitely a standout for me. Just because it's kind of a genre that, well, like jazz fusion, like bands like Weather Report, like jazz rock and like acid jazz, stuff like that, electronic jazz. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a thing that's been around for quite a while now, but like metal and jazz and like done in a good way and done properly, that's... that really scratches the itch I didn't know yeah. I needed. And um yeah that song pretty much does it it's like industrial metal jazz um but i think what keeps it and like like the through line of this episode i guess is vocal performance vocal attitude mm -hmm. styles 
And with Genevieve, yeah, she has this like anime, very high register a lot of times. But then in that one, she does this like industrial thing. And she does a lot of crazy things here, but there's that through line with her. And then there's also the through line with Lewis Cole on drums. Like it's, yeah, you know, that's the same kit. You know, yeah. it was recorded the same way, <laughs> right? Um, putting cardboard on it or whatever, you know, recording in the corner, you know? Um, and then uh, I would say, so the track I was talking about that I'm like, uh, this kind of just weirds me out just mm -hmm. just because of the uh the composition essentially uh, <laughs> uh real nice oh no it's all nothing until it's everything yeah that one's like this weird it's got this weird time signature and like it it's definitely fun to listen to especially once you get into the chorus but like that mm -hmm. opening it's just like it's it is weird the, the it's two, hard to get a grasp on the two tracks before and after it though real nice moment and nightmare though those i, I like those ones a lot yeah nightmares is kind of like going down it um it kind of seems it's kind of like uh just something they were jamming on yeah you know just messing around and then it goes into the chorus and you're like oh yeah this is realized and um and then I would also say, before we get to like my really top ones, yeah, I'm the president. Yeah, just a ton of fun. Watch the yeah. video on it. And um, you'll see they have a whole brass section in their living room and then a choir in the front yard. The choir, you know, yeah, like the that. front yard choir. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, the, the, the... <laughs> and, and yeah, that one's just a lot of fun. That one's kind of like familiar with a lot of their other stuff. Like if you listen to um, uh, Time Traveler or Overtime stuff like that, or Pizza Time, that you know they kind of remind me of that. But um, the ones that really kind of, uh, I was like, wow, this is more than just like a niche thing. This is actually really fucking good stuff. Um, uh, Crash the car. That's the big mm -hmm. like basically just jazz ballad. Yeah, end. I mean it. Yeah, that's it doesn't really do anything weird. Like it's just a really good ballad to close the album out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they have the uh, video of that, and uh, damn, yeah, it's just that. Uh, that's one of those albums where it's like, or one of those songs where it's Crash the Car just really brought, just leveled me, like jaw dropped me. Yeah, that's that's and, the sometimes an album ends and you look at your you know phone or whatever you're listening to on and you're just like oh that's it. <laughs> you know? Like what what do you like like, oh, like it just ends or it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, I didn't you, want you, it to end. You you get you get to the last the, the last song and it and the song's almost over and you're you you look at it like oh what 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 song is coming up next, and then you realize it's the last song. And you're like oh, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, crash the car. I thought is amazing. I love the lyrics there, the vocal melodies. That's definitely the one where 
uh, Genevieve, it's like, yeah, she can just, she can do more than just like anime yeah. singing. Like, this is a, <laughs> a great vocal performance. And then the other one, and this one is probably the most wildly different out of all the uh, tracks on this album. Same smile, different face. This quick little slow one, uh, kind mm, of yeah. melancholy, reminiscent, uh, nostalgic melody, and very uh, Beatles inspired with the yeah. orchestra and with the even the melody kind of sounds like yesterday sometimes. And but it then kind it of serves as a little bit of a break in the album too. Yeah, and then between then it goes to do hot, do hot girls, girls like, like chords. Yeah. Uh, but beautiful that's just a beautiful song yeah. and that's where i was like this is more than just like a weird thing to be into like there's really some good shit here and even the weird stuff like i said as a musician as someone that's recorded and that has knowledge on music theory i'm like wow <laughs> and especially the fact that this wasn't done in pro tools right yeah. Um, now a lot of time they will record the track and then make the like Pro Tools version because uh, they've done like live sessions where it's literally just uh, them two. He clicks the laptop and they go, oh, you know, yeah. Um, but but yeah, this album, I would even, I mean, it's not like I know all about Nowhere, but uh, no pun intended. But um, this is like they're like we're more than just like an internet thing album. Oh yeah, like we're a legitimate band. This is great stuff, and um, and yeah, it's big, it's grand with the choir, the strings, the brass, but it's not like they overuse the choir. They never use the strings where there shouldn't be strings. Um. And like with I'm the president, the brass fits perfectly. Like yeah. it makes that song. And um and yeah, like we said before, just the bass lines going out throughout this thing. Yeah. Yeah. No killer. But killer the bass, bass and drums just really kills the, it. The the bass and... I in uh in the in the opening song in Nowhere Forever. There's really good bass lines oh, yeah. in that one, yeah. Well, yeah, nowhere for that song is kind of this. It it's instrumental. It's just this kind of there's some orchestra there. It's like this mm-hmm. welcome to the album. Like you know, there's albums you listen like <laughs> like bands like uh, it's like something ELO ELO would do. Like we have a little right. orchestral part before yeah. you get into the. Like song, like welcome, you know? pour yourself a drink, sit down. <laughs> yeah, and get ready to get uh just pulled in every other direction. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean I I'm <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I, I'm also glad well I'm 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 always gonna use this uh episode format as an opportunity to not only introduce the listeners to new stuff that I'm sure they haven't heard of, or most likely haven't heard of, but also you. And I, I want you to continue to do the same thing with me. Um, yeah. But this is like the thing where I was like, only 
I, I've never talked to anyone about nowhere. I snuck it in the playlist before as a pal parties. Um, but, uh, and like I said, I first learned about them from clone hero. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great stuff. I also, I mean, um, ride that dolphin. That's just a fun one. That, that, that's kind of a cute one. Fun one. Um, and then the abyss. That's also a standout for me. Yeah, that one is definitely like on the weirder side of things and composition. Yeah. But that baseline, like the rhythm section, just kills it in that. And I think if you had anyone else playing the shit that wasn't you know top not top notch musicians, it would fall flat. It would sound like just fucking around right right but you yeah. also have the good composition there you have to have music theory to be able to even make stuff that sounds like this yeah it's and insane. if you it are doing insane. it if you but if you are doing it on accident you better play it right yeah L- listen, and this i just say i would just say like listen to the album carefully and watch some of the videos and yeah, that gives it, a lot of context blows my mind just the te- yeah the, the pure talent there man yeah. like to be able to do not only just like jazz fusion but jazz fusion but it's also just falls to the wall anything goes everything goes you know uh great stuff and uh it's a few of these songs like i said like Crash a car. Um, yeah. Same smile, different face. I'm the, well, definitely crash car. I'm the president. Do hawkeries like chords? Those are ones I'm definitely going to like continue to listen to. It's just cool yeah. as fuck. And, and, um, and like as for the whole album goes, I think this is a great introduction to Nowhere because they have weirder stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like they definitely have weirder out there stuff like this is their most accessible album (laughs) i mean that's not saying a lot but it's their most accessible and that's not like a knock to them but you have to be um not to sound pretentious or anything but you kind of have to be like understand you have to be in that scene or at least be one of those like i talked about earlier like one of those frank zappa guys you have to already kind of like that kind of stuff yeah. Uh, or at least be familiar with it. Yeah. Um, if you, if you, hey, I came close to doing Buckethead for this. Maybe next album review. Yeah. If, but if you never, listen to Buckethead, if you'll... you've never enjoyed any sort of experimental anything, you might not like this one. Um, I would hey. say if you never gotten to anything experimental, I'm the president is probably the most is the most accessible. Yeah. Either that or Crash the Car. Those are the most accessible ones. Yeah. If you want just a fun funk song, I'm the president. And if you want a cool modern jazz ballad, Crash the Car, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, and yeah, uh, I've talked a lot about it. I, you have any more to say about it? Just I, from a new listener? I don't. I don't know. It's uh. Yeah, it's just a really 
like I said earlier, it's it's an album that at first seems very chaotic. But when you actually like listen to it, you realized everything it's the opposite it's orchestrated yeah it's it's orchestrated chaos yeah it's the yeah. opposite of of chaos it's actually everything seems very 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 deliberate um and that's what's even more and impressive and, and it's a fun album to listen to and yeah just, it's and just, also it's just it's such a colorful palette really of sounds impressed by, it's a colorful album yeah I'm really impressed by what they were able to put together with it. Yeah. And so out of all their tracks from this album, the ones that really take off on YouTube. Yeah. Most of them have like 200,000 plus views, but uh, do hot girls like chords. That's mm -hmm. getting close to a million. I'm the president has over a million. Wow. Uh, the best is getting uh, it's well over 500,000, but then you go to their older stuff like time traveler overtime, like overtime has, and I definitely recommend checking that one out. Overtime is kind of just like a pop song that they do. Um, that one has 7.3 million views. Wow. Um, yeah, it's that electronica. It's impressive. jazz. It's a little bit of rock there. It's a little bit of industrial metal. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> and that's what I love about it. I I like being surprised. I like stuff that's interesting, that's colorful, that's not like anything else. I I and I think that's a through line. I I, I at least with my listening taste, I like bands and I like artists that are really above all else themselves and put out. Yeah. I can safely say and... nowhere is I, I have never heard a band that sounded like them. Right. And I don't think any I it would be hard pressed to find other people that, that could do the same type of thing and do it well and do it genuinely. And, yeah, you know. Uh and yeah, just the a couple more things to add ripping sax solos throughout this whole thing too oh yeah yeah ripping sax solos you get ripping keys you get you know just about every instrument here gets to shine uh and all the while bass and drums is just fucking just tearing it to shreds <laughs> like <laughs> um just crazy man crazy Anyways, um, that's our album reviews. So we have Is This This? Is This It? The Strokes, Street Court, Joe Strummer, uh, Fight the Good Fight, Interrupters, and then Nowhere Forever by Nowhere, of course. Yes. Definitely Remember recommend checking them all out. Check, listen to the albums themselves. Check out the Odd Drunk playlist on Spotify. Yeah, I just updated it. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a wild ride. I pulled up right here. Yeah. Yeah, I even made a custom Yeah, I like it. Logo you, for you it. You get like a like a neon thing going with it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Is that should we go neon for our yeah, mainline should, logo? Should, should we should it's we, 2024? Yeah, we, we we've had this uh this cool jazz um 
jazz maybe bar we... vibe to our logo. <laughs> maybe, maybe we, we throw, need to go uh... Miami Vice now. Yeah, Miami Vice with it. That's what's hit with everything, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. GTA Six colors. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, well anyway. that, that would mean we'd have to redo the the intro too. But that sounds like work. Oh, especially remotely. Yeah. Well, we'll just throw a <laughs> just throw a, a electronic filter in there since yeah, <laughs> make it terrible. Anyways, uh, be sure to check us out. Um, yeah, check out the playlist at Odd Drunk Playlist on Spotify, uh, curated uh, by yours truly. And um, and you're, I know you're a admin on it or whatever they call it. So if there's any songs you want to add to it, I added oh, my yeah. favorites from the albums, but I'm sure you. Oh, have I think you've done. A, I've looked through it. You've done a good job with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went ahead and added more stuff. Uh, but check us out at Odd Drunk Pod on Insta. Um, about to get going with that again. Uh, been busy. Yeah. Uh, I know our, you have too. Our yeah. Uh, <laughs> our uh, downloads have been uh pretty decent the last uh. Yeah, last I always like that. So. Um, you know, we have ups and downs, and the last last bit has been pretty good. We are. Yeah, we're, well, we yeah. just got done with our break. We're coming back. And uh, it's good to be back. And uh, be sure to give us a rating or review on your platform of choice. Yeah. Give us a download if you want us to take up space on your hard drive. Yeah. I would just stream us personally, but that, that's just Jackson personally, not Jackson the podcaster. I just stream <laughs> stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but, but anyways, make sure you download it. Uh, all of them repeatedly. Uh but uh but yeah it's always fun doing album reviews and um i'm sure we're gonna cook you uh well last year especially the last like half a year yeah there's a lot of commentaries in there we're still gonna do commentaries but we're gonna try to get back to our old style and try to keep it fresh and new and yeah fun, right yeah so, uh, it's gonna be good tuned. stay tuned for what we're cooking up here at the Odd Drunk Podcast. 2024 is going to be a good year. Yeah. Odd maybe Drunk we kitchen. do a cooking cook. Maybe we stream a, a yeah. cooking channel. We've we've, <laughs> we've talked about doing video podcasts, but maybe. We do a cooking channel. We do a yeah. cooking channel. Uh, keep, yeah. keep, keep an eye out for my food blog. Uh, <laughs> right. No. Where well, yeah, we're we're gonna start our own food blog and it's gonna be one of those one of those uh where we'll have a recipe but you have to scroll through like five pages worth of nonsense to get Paragraphs to the actual recipe. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna start doing that. <laughs> right. You have to subscribe to us. You have yeah. to yeah. And, no. <laughs> uh why would we do like uh, something obvious like oh beer recommendations or whatever we've already we do that every episode so get out of here yeah anyways uh we'll see you next week uh it's good to be back i feel back in the swing of things back in the uh fun of it here for the podcast i think it's gonna be a great year yes yes looking forward to it this is not a test i repeat this is not a test the Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content.
To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive.